Good morning, I'm Lauren. I'm one of the missionaries in Long Beach. The last few Sundays, the Gospels were about Jesus teaching the crowds what the kingdom of God is like. He used parables to describe the kingdom. And what I love about parables are they are like puzzles for the mind. They're difficult to understand, and, but their deep, deep meaning really cannot be understood after hearing or reading a parable once. It's really necessary to ponder a parable for many days and to allow the mystery to unfold. Because the brilliance of a parable is that its full depth is not immediately understood. And we continue thinking about the story because it puzzles our minds and our imaginations. And as well, Jesus taught us to pray with ordinary images that he uses in the parables in order to teach us to pray, I believe, in our daily lives. And perhaps to teach us that prayer is not limited to a chapel. And these ordinary images were used to describe the kingdom in order, I think, that we don't put human limitations on the kingdom, but begin to see that the kingdom really is among us here and now, hidden among us, hidden within the ordinary. And we're invited to discover the extraordinary hidden before us. And Jesus describes the kingdom, again, like weeds being allowed to grow with the wheat, like a field hidden with treasure, like a pearl waiting to be discovered, yeast making bread rise, and like a fishing net that brings in all kinds of fish. So the kingdom of God has depth, which again is why I think Jesus does not just describe what the kingdom of God is like with one word or one image. And so the kingdom, yes, is hidden before us, but again, we're being invited to recognize the extraordinary that is hidden within the ordinary. And perhaps to learn that actually nothing is ordinary. When uh, I, I was actually feeling like I was living within a bit of a parable this week to probably maybe deepen in this lesson, <laughs> um, I thought I was going to be you know, alone in the house for the next two weeks just because of everyone's schedules. And I wasn't really looking forward to that. And then suddenly another missionary and her family, they were able to join me. And so, but this feels like a parable because the gift of their presence is still unfolding. We've had time to share meals together, play cards, go for walks, to pray together. And really, this is a very simple yet profound experience of the kingdom of God. You know, to share ordinary moments together, which are actually quite extraordinary. 
One parable that I've really enjoyed praying with is in Matthew 13. And again, there are a whole slew of parables in Matthew 13 that you can choose to pray with. But I was praying with the parable of the dragnet, which says, The kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet cast into the sea that brings in a haul of all kinds. When it is full, the fishermen haul it ashore, and then sitting down, they collect the good ones in a basket and throw away those that are of no use. This is how it will be at the end of the time. Okay, it gets pretty dramatic here, yeah? And the angels will appear and separate the wicked from the just to throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and grinding of teeth. Now, as I was praying and really sitting with this parable for a week, I wasn't really staying with the drama of the end times, but I was really coming to understand that the two types of fish that the parable speaks about, they're in each of us. And that we have fish in us that are good ones to collect and others that are not so helpful. And we are both wheat and weeds internally, light and shadow. And to deny our shadow is to deny our wholeness because it's a part of ourselves. We must acknowledge our shadow, accept it so we can know it, ask God to transform it so we, we don't act out of it or impose it onto others. And from an artistic perspective, shadow gives depth. And perhaps that can help us to value the both types of fish within us. And as well, we can ask God for that discerning heart to be able to recognize that light from our darkness, to sort it out like the fish. But most importantly, to remember that first line of this parable, that the kingdom of God brings in a hall of all kinds, includes all of who we are. So again, I invite you to sit with one of the parables and let it unfold. Because Jesus teaches us how to you know, what the kingdom of God is like and how to pray with our daily lives with these parables. But again, if you're you're not feeling so drawn to draw with a parable, I'd also want to talk a little bit about this past Sunday's gospel, which is in Matthew 14, verses 13, all the way to 23. And in this gospel, Jesus teaches us what he meant the kingdom of God is already among us. And so I really, this morning, I'm going to just talk about the beginning of the scene where Jesus receives the news that John the Baptist, his cousin, was murdered by King Herod. How John was unjustly executed for speaking truth to power. The gospel reads, When Jesus received this news, he withdrew by boat to a lonely place where they could be by themselves. But the people heard of this and 
leaving the towns, went after him on foot. So as he stepped ashore, he saw a large crowd, and his heart was moved with compassion, and he healed their sick. So in his grief, Jesus seeks a lonely place, and yet his heart remains awake. Jesus' heart may be broken, and he may be filled with anger at this injustice, but he allows his heart to be moved with compassion. He allows his plans to be interrupted. And I think this is a good lesson for us right now. How many of us feel like the world has been turned upside down, like our plans have been shattered? And any parent knows that when you have kids, you will be interrupted. Jesus shows us that we can love in the interruptions. And if we are grieving or angry, we can still love. When I began imagining this scene, a question stirred in my heart. What was Jesus feeling when he heard the news of the violent, unjust death of his cousin? And I realized I really needed to pray more deeply about the context of this passage, because I know we are all familiar with the miracle of the loaves and the fish. But I think the context, I was really being drawn to pray with that. And so I imagined that Jesus' grief was immense. He wanted to be by himself. And he must have been deeply angry. He knew he was the son of God and that he had great power within him. And perhaps he felt the temptation to express his anger towards Herod in a violent manner. Recognizing that other type of fish that's within all of us that needed to be sorted out. The type of fish that sometimes we push away. Perhaps in Jesus's wisdom, that is why he knew he needed to go to a deserted place to know and feel his anger in order to not act upon it. Perhaps he prayed with the Psalms, which help us to touch and express all of what we're feeling towards God, including anger. The end of Psalm 139 says, God, do I not hate those who hate you? I hate them with a total hatred. In Psalm 94, the psalmist begs, God of revenge, God of revenge, appear. How much longer will the wicked triumph? Jesus must have released what he felt to God. He must have placed his fish of anger, so to speak, into God's hands, offering that to God. Otherwise, his emotions would have blinded him and he wouldn't have been able to see the crowd with compassion. If he would not have directed what he was living and feeling towards God, sharing that with God, he might have unfairly directed his anger towards the people. And sometimes we ignore our emotions and don't share with God what we're living and unfairly release our emotions towards our spouses or families. And I imagine Jesus was still angry with the, this injustice, like we all should be when we witness injustice or experience it ourselves. But he was able to channel his energy in a new way, 
and a way that he could heal others. Bless and feed a crowd. Empower his disciples to serve and to teach his disciples to trust in God's abundance. So again, I invite you to sit with one of the prayers this morning and pray with it during the week. Let it unfold within your daily life and allow yourself to be surprised. Or if you're feeling too drawn, drawn to pray with this past Sunday's gospel, allow Jesus to teach you what it means to have a heart that's awake, aware of what's inside. To remember that the kingdom of God brings in all types of fish, includes all of who we are and what we're feeling, so that we can recognize that, yes, the kingdom already is in our midst, and we have the capacity to love those who are before us.